man whoo what a week it was homecoming after homecoming man this was homecoming horror nights on friday uh man good time to have a bye week though man because otherwise such could have been you <laughs> but outside of all pettiness aside and i do mean outside of all pettiness Thanks up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here. And boy, oh boy, it's a good time to be a rat lady. Because, <laughs> uh, man, if you want to get your yucks in on whoever team you want to pick on, this the week. Man, woo, we're going to talk about some of those outcomes. But uh, first, I'm going to take care of home a little bit. Uh, HBCU Digital, this is home. Home to her, so in the black techies. Also, Home to the Fangs Up podcast. So y'all know we already getting ready. We enjoyed the day off. So that's why you got no instant reaction because there was no game. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of is what it is on that one, baby. But uh, look, fam, you bowling. We're going to talk about them briefly. Fam, you golf. Volleyball. Come on, they're ruining some stuff. Uh, also, fam, you football. We're going to mention them. Uh, talk about a recruit that we recently um, – we slid an offer to, so we got to get back on that. And to realize I've brother been slacking on that, so we, we got to keep y'all up to date on these recruits who fam you've been recruiting because this is a huge week. And I'm gonna point out something that I've noticed in the recruiting strategy. So before we delve into really who all we're recruiting, I'm gonna go back and mention something that I paid attention to. You may not have noticed, but you probably did. But first, fam, you bowling. Uh, the, Colonial Lanes Classic. Fame, you got 14th place. So, you know, it kind of is what it is with that. Uh, new coach, her first game uh, as a head coach, I think, ever. So, you know, kind of take that in consideration with this coach. She's another one of those with the uh, – I'm looking for the right word here. Hmm. The, the, the new influx of, of youth, I guess, that you want to say – because uh, if you look at most of the newer coaches that we brought in, they're either somewhat young or they just lack experience. And that's one of the things that it can be a point of frustration, but it's also something that is proven to be a trend under our current AD. We're trying out new coaches, and we're going to hopefully see this improve as the season goes on. Again, coach played at Jackson State. And it's bowling. It's a non-revenue producing sport. You know, your biggest fans that are concerned are the people like me that are like darn near fanatical about our love for FAMU. I'm just saying. So uh kind of is what it is for 14th place. If you do want to watch the video though, it is on YouTube. It's it's long though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like y'all know how I do. I try to tell you the truth. It's like 20 some hours worth of bowling. 
<laughs> so I did share the links on the Fangs Up uh, podcast Twitter page. So if you're interested, go check that out, man. Now, FAMU Golf, look, we're going to get them a little time today. I got time today. Uh, it, was, it was it was a bye week. So, look, we we, we need a little filler. Uh, and look at FAMU Golf being a ram in the bush because uh, bringing home some hardware. That That's not my words. That's their words. They said that. They, they did that. Uh, so, look. Look, if you just want to see it, go check them out, man. Look, <laughs> I was too happy to go up there and see that, you know, drop that up there. A little bit of championship action. Let me go on and let y'all just peruse at this, you know, like, just say it, you know, since we already celebrating and we in a celebratory, rude, you know, rude mood today. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's just go ahead and make it known. Look. I see trophies. I don't know about you. Let me make it big just for those in the back. So this is shared. And look, that trophy is almost as big as Coach. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Look, the Rattlers did good bringing home some trophies. This is on our family's Twitter page. And look, team and individual trophies. Just saying, you know. It's, 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 it's lonely at the top. <laughs> Oh, man, it is good to be Flash. <laughs> Those of y'all that know the five Harveys, you get the reference. But Fabu does win. Um, it won at 10 under, which if you play golf or if you ever tried to play golf, man, that's that that's, whew, that's easily said to be like an easy score until you play the game. And then you're like, how do you hit par? This game's hard. <laughs> so, but Fabu finishes in first place. Alabama State, our closest rivals in the SWAC, it finished right behind us. And the player leaderboard, look, FAMU finished first, second, third, and fifth. We tied for third and fifth, and we got 14th. But again, look, we won. And uh, Patrick Jean-Pierre, look, okay, first place. Marcus Taylor, second place. Patrick, Patrick M., you know what's up. First, second, and third for family golf. And that's a good day. I'm just saying, like, it's it's very easy to kind of overlook these kind of weekends and say, eh, ain't no football. Ain't nothing to talk about. Okay, I hear you. But at the same point, y'all know fangs up. We're here for all the family athletics. We're not just here for football. You know, I'm biased. You know, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm biased when it comes to football. But we're here for all the sports. And, you know, got to give these kids a recognition, man. This is what makes kids want to come to your program. They want to be where they can win championships, but also where they can get a little recognition. And in this case, we're giving us some recognition. Now, <laughs> boy, I tell you, it's easy for me to jump into football. But uh, first, we're going to jump into volleyball because fam, you was on the pettiness early when it came to coming to your trap and taking your trap. Look, fam, you volleyball goes down to BCU on senior night slash homecoming. And we started off with the L's. What? 3-0. Fam, you sweeps with them Cookman. They also lost their homecoming football game, which I ain't gonna lie. That was actually a decent game. I kind of wanted them to win. Kind of. Small bit. Not a lot. 
But man, that's crazy. Shut out senior night. Yeah. Oof. That's a tough one. Mm. I'm glad it wasn't me. I ain't one of them people say it couldn't be me. Because it could be. And probably has been. But Fame does end up shutting out Cookman in a kind of a you know much needed win. You know, you kind of look at where we are in the standings, you're right there. Like you, you really need every game at this point to keep up with Alabama State. You need them to, you know, lose some more games just because head to head, those are the two best teams in the SWAC. And we've seen that this year, FAMU, Alabama State. Cookman's not far behind. Hopefully we're able to get that going as far as just being able to keep up. Again, Alabama State, ugh, they hadn't lost a game in the conference. So uh, up until the last time, the SWAC stats were updated. So take that with a grain of salt. But I'll, I'll triple check real quick. Y'all, that's, that's what I'm looking at real quick. Um, let's see. Yep. They haven't lost a game in the conference. So we're going to see. But they're rolling through the sweat. Like, if I'm being honest, we we need some help to win the conference. And right now they are rolling. So we're gonna be we're gonna see how that goes. Um now y'all do know I gotta hold myself accountable. So we will talk about these picks in a little bit. She loves Z. She tried to call her brother out. I'm still in first place, so you know. <laughs> One bad weekend does not constitute a bad season. Anyways, I mean, I call this homecoming habit, man. Um, multiple, multiple HBCUs lost on homecoming. Like, and look, some of y'all messed up my picks. So before we even go into the homecoming havoc, I'm just going on and let y'all see. Let y'all see what they did to me. Because, man, I, my picks was looking straight. It was my fault, though. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, some of y'all might not be able to see. That's cool if you can't, because I don't need you to see all that red. But since I don't run for my L's, I own them. Uh, look, okay, South Carolina State. I picked. I I picked Tennessee Tech at first. I changed it at the last second because I saw that Tennessee Tech's offense was uh, trash. I should have kept it because South Carolina State's offense ain't much better. I got lost in the sauce. Got hopeful. And, uh, yeah, cost me a dub. Uh, UAPB, I got nothing for that, man. Valley Valley just won that. Like, I honestly thought UAPB was going to be the better team. And Jackson State, <laughs> you also homecoming. I'm just saying, you swag. I, I was trusting you. And that's what I get for trusting Jackson State on this one because I was very surprised, just kind of. Caught the end of that game, and yeah, I, did, I didn't think it was going to be that close. I thought Jackson State's offense was going to be able to produce more. I thought they had kind of turned a corner offensively. They started getting some production. Like their quarterback so far, the running back, he's solid too. But as you can see, man, didn't help me on that one. Delaware State, appreciate you. Oh, University of Delaware, sorry. Yeah, because I don't trust a and I told you about that. That offense, I've seen that. I ain't, mm -mm, mm -mm. and then Southern, absolutely twice on Sundays. So we went, unfortunately, two and three. Our first, our first losing week so far. 
But uh, yeah, baby, you know, we we still here. We still here. But gosh darn it. I hate losing, man. I really hate losing. Um, so this week, we'll, we'll release the picks on Thursday. Kind of tell you who we got. But, you know, y'all already know what I'm doing. Because <laughs> I'm petty. Um, <laughs> question is, who's number one? Still your mans. Like, just 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 because we had a bad weekend don't mean that we not in first and folks talking trash is in seventh. <laughs> I ain't talking about your foot, your sports acclimate either. I ain't say that. Not not in public. But um just wanted to remind y'all, I'm still number one. <laughs> I'm coming back to kick some tail this week. Well, I'm just letting you know. Keep it a bean. So yeah, buddy. We uh we took some L's on that one, but it's cool. It's cool, you know. Again, considering how long the season is, first week where we lost more than one game. I'll take it. And one of them's the upset. You ain't supposed to lose your homecoming. Anyways, uh, <laughs> not with the trash you talk. Like, I don't, I, I ain't going to do all that. But I'm just going to say, with the amount of trash you talk, that's the reason you get the victory all you do. Now, if you didn't notice, look, fam, you, look, Willie Simmons gave them boys a little extra time, canceled practice a little early. And I did see, you know, you saw some of the socials. Some of the boys kind of went home. That's a good thing. I mean, you hope they kind of got to enjoy it. They have a flight to Houston coming up. And then you got homecoming right after. So, yeah. It's a long weekend for them. Now, recruiting-wise, uh, one of the things I'm going to point out. Notice. During this bye week, the Rattlers were traveling everywhere. Uh, you saw Willie Simmons go to Atlanta, saw our office coordinator here in Central Florida and, and Orange and Polk County at some, some games as, as well. Coach Riz was gone. Like You saw the entire coaching staff that, well, I won't say entire, but the majority of the coaching staff and probably the entire coaching staff was letting you know they were out there recruiting. One of the things FAMU's really done and ramped up is their regional recruiting but also, whenever we go to your city, we recruit your kids. Like, I, don't, I, I, I hate to break the third wall, if you want to say that, or kind of, like, pull the veil from over your eyes. But when FAMU comes to your trap, we are literally trying to take your trap. Like, we come and we recruit your best players when we come to play you. Like, when we played Southern, one of the offensive linemen, former player at LSU from Baton Rouge, just saying. Like, we have players from Texas scattered on the roster. Like, got players from Georgia. I'm just saying. What FAMU is doing in recruiting is making a habit of not just recruiting the best in-state talent, but recruiting out-of-state talent as well and trying to convince them to come to FAMU. Now, I'm going to give y'all one today, but uh look he's a doozy like already right here Jaden wade lists himself the eighth grade quarterback but he's an img so you already know what's up and okay for those that are like well it's img you'll never get those kids that's cool and i i i, I do 
I own some of that because I do subscribe to some of that. But look at your roster. You have an IMG quarterback on there, Boney. He's a transfer that comes in here. And if he knows the offense a little bit better, he's competing. And that's just honestly. And so you're starting to see where FAMU's recruiting is starting to not just expand, but it's starting to hit those consistent hot spots where we've had success. All the state of Florida, Atlanta. But now you're starting to see a little more Texas. And that's just part of us. One, is part of us being in the swipe. Especially when you consider this year, you're playing in Texas. Next year, you're playing in Texas. That's that's something that makes it recruiting a little bit easier. Where it's like, hey, if you want to break from home, cool. But at the same point, we're gonna be there the next couple of years. We'll be there this year. We'll be there next year. Come on, come on down to Houston. Come check us out. It's just one of those things that you really have to start noticing that one of the things FAMU has done is improve the floor of the level of talent in the room. Like because the ceiling is high. And just consider, like, look at where this team was at the beginning of the Willie Simmons era and compare it to now. How many times have we said in the last couple of years, this is the best team I've ever had? Like, and that's there's only so many times you can say that and, and mean it. But at the same point, last year's team. It was there. That team before, yeah, you know, them, them two teams head to head. Mm. Cause I'm just saying. And then this year's team, this this is the best team Willie Simmons ever had, and no one's arguing. Nobody's like, no, nah, remember that? You know, last year we're like, yeah. I mean, Xavier was here last year, so, but yeah. This is the best team he's had. We're seeing it on the field. Like, we're seeing the talent level on the field. And it's just, it's a testament of what Coach Simmons, Riz, um, all these coaches are doing because this is the best looking football team I can remember for you having in a good while. So, yeah, man, it was, it was interesting. Now, for this week, oh, man. Look, we're gonna look at some of these uh some of these recaps right here. And appreciate you, HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Man, look, we got home to some fire graphics though. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Johnston C. Smith. Look. Decent little game right there. Got a nice little score there. You know, 14 to 6. That's a tight game, though. Like against a solid program. That you have in Johnson C. Smith, you know, got a little tradition that they're trying to rebuild, and the rebuilding part is big. <laughs> now we're gonna look at some of the other ones that are, you know, more relevant for our purposes. Now, one that I got wrong. Oof, did I ever get it wrong? <laughs> and look, one thing I, I'm willing to do is own when I'm wrong. Dead Valley, I missed that huge. 42 to 17. Valley got that one big. And look, if you want the latest in the graphics, go check out HBCU Digital on Instagram, Facebook, or X, formerly known as Twitter. Like, I missed that one. I missed that one, and it wasn't funny. 
Like, but then, then our Rattler got stung. The Mighty Quinn got got. You know, it's it is what it is. But you know, definitely something that you want to see a little less of. You know, we don't want our Rattlers losing. But all three states having a pretty good season. Like considering this is his first year there, it's a good it's a good thing to be able to see. Now I will say. <laughs> Can't be losing your homecoming like this. 24-19. And granted, Alabama State gave FAMU a fight. So it's not, so this isn't one of those times where it's just like, I'm gonna be that petty a-hole that acts like they didn't almost beat us at home. But what I will do is own the fact that look, I know me personally, I ain't even talking that kind of trash to say that things are gonna be the same even when we had a coaching change and especially to this coach, like this is one of those games as a fan you, you you're looking at and you're like, what the heck? Because we do, we all remember the who is swag thing, you know, the kind of whatever. <laughs> and I didn't want to play it. But go check Alabama State's social media page <laughs> where the players pulls up the coach. And uh, he goes up to Robinson, Coach Robinson, and he goes, who's swag, Coach? And Robinson goes, I'm swag. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he would have said, I'm swag, baby, that would have been it. You, you got a good rivalry here, man. Like, I just think this is something, if you are Alabama State, and I feel like they have one of the – one of the best SIDs in the swag. I'm bi I'm biased. You know who I think is the best? West Side Diddy. But this is something you play into for next year. Like who is swag? I'm 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 doing something. I'm doing something. If I'm Alabama State for next year, look when they walk in the stadium, who is swag, baby? Like I'm just I'm playing it up. I'm doing something for that week. Like it's going to be something. You're going to get this smoke. And for the next 300 and some odd days, if I am an Alabama State fan, look, <laughs> I'm quiet with my fan you stuff because I'm not a big trash talker in general. But I, I bring up data quick. Yeah, man. This is one of those ones that hurts. If you're an Alabama State fan, that was a huge get. And you just... You just got to own it right there, man, that at this point, you beat your rivals. And at this point, I think they're rivals because <laughs> they get a little nasty between them two. Um, and I'm for obvious reasons. Now, this one, I ain't going to lie. I was going against my nature and, voting and, and going for Cookman because it was their homecoming. You know, I, I, I didn't want them to lose their homecoming. But I also want to see what Texas Southern had to offer. And I think we got to see a little bit of something. Man, the quarterback's kind of streaky, though. Look, family DBs, two to me and two to you. Like, this dude is not always accurate. Just saying. But we actually saw a little something from Cookman. Like, Cookman's got a little bit of what for. Yeah, they lose their homecoming. But at the same point, it's a first-year head coach. And granted, they lost. I think they lost everything this weekend. Like, I don't think Cookman won any sports during homecoming, respectfully. But at the same point, you got to kind of go up there and, and understand and, you know, give him a little credit. 
hey, you fought hard at a game that you were really kind of supposed to get blown out of on paper. Um, and I, I well, asterisk, and your body's not there right now. So that game was going to be tight. Like, just be honest. Now, this one, this look, I don't even remember if I picked this one or not, but I would have lost if I did because I did not have Alabama a and winning this game. Like, quiet as kept. Keep an eye on them. Like, 42 to 24. Granted, Gramlin's defense is suspect. Highly suspect. But at the same point, Alabama A&M, look at their points per game. They're no slouches offensively. Like, you start kind of looking around and noticing they're putting up more points than you think. Like, and that was one of the things I noticed. I know the hundred's going to be there. Look, supposedly, I'm kind of glad they will because, man, that venue can get a little uh, quiet. Church mouse style. Now, Tennessee State. Okay, I see y'all. Y'all got that one. Like, mm-hmm. Now, this one, this is my favorite one for the weekend. If you have not seen the highlights, look, the boys from Jacksonville, Duval. Look, yeah. Elwood Waters coming in with a 41-38 victory on the Hail Mary. And then go back and watch. If you see uh, Jay Walker, and I think he posted it on the, the ESPN page that they share. He was in the end zone with the Hail Mary. That was awesome. I quietly, quiet as is kept. Edward Waters is a sleeping giant. Like just location-wise, proximity to talent, ability to be able to get players from both Florida and Georgia, and your ability to actually bring in kids from Central and South Florida too. Look. SIEC, y'all better watch out. Like, this is a program and the investing in the facilities they've made. I'm telling you, Edward Waters is one of those schools that don't be surprised. They keep their stuff together. You're talking about continuously raising Kane in that conference. Like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put it up there and I'm gonna put it out there because that's one of the teams I did not see that happening with. They kind of caught me by surprise. And yeah, yeah, like, and now look, HBCU Digital. Look, I told y'all, man, look, this is home for a reason. So you can see right here, they gave you the graphic. You can look and see top games across the across the nation. Clark Atlanta. I'm just saying, baby, like, it's a home for a reason. Like, HBCU Digital Network. And look, straight off the social media page, baby, look. I ain't do nothing special today. I was like, I ain't even want to ask for all of that. I'm, I'm just going to be a regular for today. <laughs> but now, with all that being said, let's kind of look at some of the standings for some of these conferences. We got the CIAA. And within the CIAA, like it's about to get hot up in there, man. Like, y'all may want to keep an eye. So right there, you can already see. So Virginia State at the top on their side, Fayetteville State on the other. Looks like we might have a little collision course. And look, I ain't gonna lie, Bluefield's at the bottom, but they're new. But the shock, man, considering how Bowie went down, man, 
my uncle said used to say it. Man, they went down like good gas went up. Like that's crazy to see that buoys like kind of falling off like that so fast, man. Like that's the to me that's the shock. Like that's the part where it's like, really? That really happened to them? Like man, I thought they were going. I thought they were going to run it for a little bit longer. So kind of seeing that change in the parity in the conference is good for the conference, though. Now, the SIAC, look, man, Benedict, I'm telling y'all, Benedict, Fort Valley State, that that whole side is crazy competitive. Like, I'm just saying. But with this, I don't lie. I'm going to ask this question out loud. If you're South Carolina State, can you not see this? Like, granted, Benedict has really great facilities considering what they are and what they have done in a short amount of time. But you cannot ignore in your own state that this brother's doing this. Like, 5-0, 7-0, the team looks well coached. The team looks organized. Man, that is really a conviction. Like, and I and I'm not crazy on the religious conviction stuff. I'm not, I'm not about all that. But what I'm saying is looking at what Benedict is and what they have been, this program is screaming that we have something special here. And that if you're South Carolina State, you can't ignore those numbers. Like men lie, women lie, numbers rarely do. And in this case, if this is not the first person that you call as your next head coach, you don't want to win. I'm just going to say it like that. Like this has to be the call that has to be made. Now, if he turns you down, one thing, but if you don't make that call and you're South Carolina state, you're going to lose the fan base. I'm just going to say it like it's going to be that. Why didn't you hire this guy? He's right here and he's in state. I don't know what Benedict's paying compared to what South Carolina State can pay, but if you can, if you can bring him into your your coaching staff, into your coaching tree, because let's let's not let's not blow smoke up their butts. Like let let's keep it real. Like some schools talk about how they actually have these coaches who are. Uh, so highly regarded and we ain't seen them since forever nah south carolina state is a direct lineage to great coaches like you literally go from like willie jeffries buddy pew to the to your next coach like literally the secession goes that quick how can you not see that if you're south carolina state like to me i'm just gonna put it out there i'm look if i'm first guessing i'm first guessing but y'all know me I, I'm going to keep it a dollar with you before I start lying to you. Like, that has to be, that call has to be made. Like, you can't not do that. Just for the sake of your program. Now, mentioning South Carolina State and the MEAC as a whole, man, it's a one-horse race, and it's not even close. So, right here, y'all can already see North Carolina Central is theirs to lose. It really is. Uh, unless something crazy goes on, yeah, and I just want y'all to see all their hard work. But North Carolina Central five and one overall, and really 
no conference play has started, but we all know who our favorites are. Like, honestly, to me, it's a it's, it's a two-dog race, North Carolina Central and probably Morgan. Um, but Howard's up there for consideration. So it's just – it's going to be the weirdest of the MEAC 16 conference. Who's going to win? Probably Central. I mean, I'll say this. To me, that defense is – their Achilles heel. Like that's the only place where you can kind of point to and be like, they're suspect. Otherwise, that that team is that that's the only team I could really consider like even talking about. Now for the SWAC. Come on now, don't don't do me dirty. Oh, I forgot to turn it on. Oh, I like the little little uh animations. Here we go. Bam, there we go. All right, so you can see who's number one. It's FAMU. Like, duh. Uh, 4-0, 5-1 in the conference, followed by Jackson State and Alabama A&M and Alabama State, who are all got that three-way tie going there. Thing is, though, FAMU's got the tiebreaker over both Jackson State and Alabama A&M. So, if we're being honest, you need to beat Texas Southern, but you need to beat Alabama A&M. I I'll, I'll stretch out and stretch out a limb and say if Alabama AM uh loses to FAMU, FAMU would probably clinch the conference at that point. Uh that's not a, I don't think that's a huge stretch, uh, but I'll say it like that. Like as long as FAMU beats Alabama AM, you probably win the conference because uh, you would own the tiebreaker over all three of those top teams. But granted, Give Valley some credit. They got a conference win. They're not at the bottom of the conference. So for all people that was kind of throwing dirt on them, the devils rose. Now on the other side, Prairie View uh, and, and Alcorn. And I ain't going to lie, I, I had Alcorn as my team preseason. But, man, that FAMU Prairie View game, could that be a preview of the SWAC championship? Uh, we talked about the FAMU Southern game. But – Start kind of looking over, and, and it's close. I mean, the West is close. You start seeing one loss, one loss between three teams there. And don't sleep on Grambling yet. Like, Grambling's got an explosive offense. It just can't do anything with it. Now, I'll say Pine Bluff's out of it. Cookman are out of it. So you can put an X through both those names if you're a fan of those teams. It's done. It's a wrap. But it, it's still something. Uh, Gramlin, though, and Alabama State, they still got hope. Granted, Famuel's a tiebreaker again over Alabama State and Jackson State. But if you are a Jackson or any one of these teams, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, you're definitely pulling for Texas Southern. Like, you, you need Texas Southern to pull out that game against Famu, and you're just hoping something goes weird. Like, now, if you're a Famu fan, we just need to win. Just win, baby. That's all you need. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to see, though, what the SWAC has become and where it's going. Like, don't be surprised if all of a sudden it gets to be a little wild in the West, which it already has been. So, I mean, and, you know, kind of is what it is with that. But, man, you know, we, we finished it up. Long show today, but on a bye week. So, not a lot of family football to talk, you know, but we got a little swag standings. And the cool thing, I think if you're a family fan, 
especially if you're in Houston, all the Houston peeps, make sure you show up, go to the events and activities. We're going to pull some of those up on um, Thursday. I'm going to try to remember to do that. Uh, Thursday, though, we're going to have the show 8 o'clock, and we're going to talk about that game against FAMU, Texas Southern. Also, we're going to talk about some of the other events going on. I'm going to try to delve into recruiting a little bit, talk more about some of the students who've been offered by FAMU and kind of some of the happenings with that. So we're definitely going to keep it locked and loaded. And make sure you're here with HBCU Digital Network and the Fangs of Podcast. You all know we love to talk about FAMU athletics, but we also like to keep it on top. You know, we started to keep an eye on the rest of the world out here, you know, see what the rest of these HBCUs are doing because, honestly, at this point, in the season, this is the first time where fam you could legitimately talk about the celebration bowl, and it wasn't. Well, we need some help. You control your own destiny, and I think that power and that freedom, as a fan base, is exciting. But it's also something that, as a team, hopefully we're mature enough to handle, like being able to control your fate can be a powerful thing, but it's also it be a scary thing. So hopefully FAMU's team is mature enough to be ready because if all things work out well, all roads lead to Atlanta. I'm just saying, well, all roads lead to staying at home. Let's 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 start there. Like you're very close to a SWAC championship. It would be our first and it would be really interesting. I'll say this for A.D. Sykes. She would be the most decorated AD that FAMU's had in a mighty long time. Consider within her first year of being an AD, FAMU will have won, could, could win five, five championships. That's crazy. Like if football pulls through, you will have got one for baseball, two for volleyball. I think. I know she gets credit for one. I don't know the other one. Anyways, then baseball and tennis. So just saying. I don't know. I don't think she gets credit for volleyball. So baseball, tennis. Okay. Yeah. Three, four. That's that's pretty solid for a first-year athletic director. Coming in and getting that many wins. Okay, D. Sykes. I see you, baby. That's, that's my buddy right there, man. She good people. <laughs> But um, yeah. Thanks for listening, man. Look, look, we're gonna be back talking about, you know, what y'all really want to see, man. We're gonna try to look at this Texas Southern uh, offense, kind of see what we see. What are how are they different without Andrew Body? What is the defense? The defense is defense. Like it really is something, and you're you're really going to be in another hostile environment because, and I won't say it's hostile for us. It's gonna be hostile in general because. FAMU is going to be bringing some fans to this game. This could be almost like another FAMU home game if you start to look at it, and that could be interesting. Just going to say. All right, y'all. We got to get up out of here, man. HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Home to Herzl and the Black Techies. Also, home to the Fangs Up podcast. So, man, y'all come back here Thursday, 8 o'clock. We're going to be live. Drop your questions and comments. Get them ready. Y'all know I like this. You talk, I like to talk back. We're going to get y'all ready. We're going to get y'all right. I'm going to have y'all prepared for this game. And, of course, y'all know Saturday we're going to do an instant reaction after the game. You know, how did we feel about this Texas Southern game? And um, on, on Sunday, you know, I'm probably going to drop the cash app up there because my birthday's on Sunday. So next week, this time, 
it'll be my birthday. So, uh, but it's always going to be thanks up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Dorothy, how-